to um, That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> You have your Bibles, turn to the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 13. Actually, I've been cut on more than that because we had a preacher do it from the pulpit last night. Y'all remember the fellow named Zacchaeus, don't you? You see in the Bible it talks about how little that fellow was and and somebody had to say something. I think he's filling in for Dave Collier. But this morning, I want to uh, preach a message. I tell you, I, I've really been struggling about this. Uh, I believe that in our day, what we believe is being threatened a lot more than we realize. And not only is it easy to follow the wrong spirits in the day we live, um, for God's people it's easy. And um, Ezekiel was a prophet in about 570 B.C. to give a little background. And his father's name was Buzi. Uh, He was of a priestly lineage. And he was bringing judgment, if you will, or prophecies against Judah and Israel because they had fallen away from God. And I'm afraid today even our churches that are true as we think we are, I'm afraid we're farther away from God than we really admit. Um, We sit here and hear our pastor preach and we get in a lull, if you will, of, well, we got to go to church. And you all know that. You all know how you feel when you're sitting here this morning. Each one of us that know Christ, that know the Holy God through His Son, ought to be thrilled to be in the house of God, to hear the saints of God sing. And to hear the saints of God pray to God that created every one of us. And it was no different in the day of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 1, 13.1, we'll start reading there. And it says, And the word of the Lord came unto me. The word of the Lord comes to this church every Sunday and all the churches that's represented here. It comes to us to hear saying, Ezekiel said, or God said to Ezekiel, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy, and say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirits and have seen nothing. We're living in that day. I had a cable man come to my house. Fine young man to talk to. I want to tell this real quick. And he came in my study and had to work on my computer and my internet and my Wi-Fi and all that good stuff. Not really, but 
And he said, and he was excited. He was telling me some of his problems he had with divorce and the kids and all that kind of stuff after he found out I was a preacher. And he said, oh, said, said, uh, said, guess what? I'm getting baptized. I said, really? I said, you mean, I said, you mean you were saved? And he said, not yet. There's a lot of foolish prophets in the world we're living in today. And then verse, uh, did I finish three? Let's, let's do that again. Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirits and have seen nothing. O Israel, thy prophets are like the foxes in the deserts. Ye have gone up into the gaps and neither made up the hedges for the house of Israel to stand in the battle in the day of the Lord. I'm afraid our hedges are weak in our churches. And when it gets really, really tough and the battle comes right to the door, how are we going to stand? We've seen some of it. It ain't been very good either, has it? In verse 6 it says, and they have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, The Lord saith, The Lord hath not sent them. And they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Verse 7, Have ye not seen the vain visions, and have ye not spoken a lying uh, divination? Whereas say ye say, The Lord saith it. Howbeit I have not spoken. In verse 8, Therefore saith the Lord God, Because ye have spoken vanity and seen lies, therefore behold, I am against you, saith the Lord God. I'd say we've got soft in our churches. We say that God is sovereign and holy and and, and all those things, and, and is in charge of all things, but yet we follow the world as if we're their puppets. And we're all guilty of it. I'm not being a hypocrite, I'm just telling you how the flesh works. I have, I have a few points to make out of verse 13 of our text. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, verse, verse 3 of Ezekiel 13. Thus saith the Lord, is the first point, 415 times just in the Old Testament. That's not including the New. That the Word of God say, thus saith the Lord. And why do we come to church with a, a, an attitude like the world? We're the holy people of God. We're the called of God. We're the spiritual people of God because you can't serve Him or worship Him any other way. Thus saith the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul told the saints of Ephesus that we hence, uh, 4.14, that we henceforth no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. 
In verse 4 of Ezekiel 13, it says, O Israel, thy prophets are like the foxes in the desert. For they're, for they're sneaky and they're sly and they're crafty in the day of the wicked uh, false teaching of our days the same way. I had a friend who went to a, a, a big ecumenical, I guess that's the right word, I'm not too smart, but uh, they all got together and had this big revival thing and some of the women of their church went there and, 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 and they did what they did and they come back and he said, what did y'all do when you got there? He said, was there any preaching of the Word of God? They said, oh no, we didn't do that. Was there any repenting? Was there any people saved from their sins? Oh no, there wasn't nothing like that. We just prayed to God and sang songs. My goodness. I thought we saints followed the Word of God. And the second point is the, the, the warning there in verse 3 where it says, Woe! Woe unto! He's talking to the false teachers of His day, but i got news for you. Woe unto us when we don't stand upon what we've been taught. Salvation is of God. Totally of God. The brother preached it last night. If you listened. The other brother preached about pretty much the same subject, about us staying away from the world and bringing God the glory in our lives. It's almost like the truth of the saying is, you go home, you get away from God. You do. You're not supposed to. More false prophets today than there's ever been. The lie that a man can save himself is as strong as it's ever been. I've heard everything from that the Apostle Paul was crazy and that's why he wrote what he wrote. I've been told that I'm crazy too for believing what I believe. I've been told, oh, you believe in predestination and the doctrines of election? You do? You believe that? I said, yeah, you better believe it. We'd already be doomed if God wasn't in control. Do we believe that? Ezekiel believed it. He was ready to, thus saith the Lord, and do what God had told him to do. Our New Testament tells us in 1 Peter 5, 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Y'all remember Paul and the life he lived after the Lord Jesus saved him? Man, they, tore, they wore him out. They tried to murder him and throw him out on the road as he was trash. And he got up and preached the Word of God. You all out there that's not preachers, 
It's your job to preach out there. It's mine as well, and it's preachers as well, but it's your job because you possess the Spirit of Christ that's in you. Don't think Paul wasn't afraid. Sure he was. But his hope was in Christ and not himself. 2 Timothy 4.17 says, Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. He stands with us today. And strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. I seen Brother Gene go up to somebody. He had no idea who he was this morning talking to him about who he was, a child of God and the Lord. He belonged to the Lord. Y'all remember Jeremiah? He was just a boy and he was afraid. And the Lord told him, Be not afraid of their faces. And the Lord said, I'll give you what to say. And he did. If we don't love one another as God's people, there's something wrong with us. Just because you don't like how somebody looks, or maybe even how they say a word or two, or whatever the little picky things might be, if they're a child of the Lord Jesus Christ, you better love them if you've got Christ in you. If you don't, you don't have Christ in you. That's just the way it is. For Second Corinthians, Paul told the Corinthian saints, and, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed in, into an angel of light. Therefore, it is, is no great thing if, if, his, if his ministers, if Satan's ministers, I'm going to add that, also be transformed as ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to the works. You see there in Ezekiel, God told Ezekiel, I'll take care of them. I'll deliver my people. How do you tell? How do you tell if, if it's real or not? If it's true or not. We'll get to that in a minute, but think about that a minute. Don't be fooled by foolish prophets. There's something wrong when you've sat in the Lord's house that teaches and preaches the Word of God, and we don't have all the gimmicks and the games and the playing, the, all that silly stuff that goes on in most religious organizations. When we're serious about what we're doing, we want to glorify God in spirit and truth. When you sit here, you ought to know the truth. The people of God had five books at this time. But they believed it. 
And the reason they believed it was because it was the Word of God. And God gave them that faith to believe that as well. See, God gives all. Even your faith. Because you can't be, you can't have any faith if you're dead to God. Man, what a, what a job it is to be a prophet or a preacher to try to tell people the truth that they need to hear and be loving and kind about it. Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty seven, uh, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened to a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. I'm afraid a lot of our foundations are real shabby. Some of you have heard this, but I laid in ICU and I thought, man, I didn't know I was going to leave this world like this. I was scared. The doctor didn't like me much, my lung doctor. He wanted me to take medicine. I knew that I shouldn't. And I thank God for that. He got mad. Man, he got mad. She says, you're going to die! I thought to myself, I didn't say anything to him. He hollered at me. Then he went fussed at my wife like it's her fault. I closed my eyes before I went to sleep that night. I said, Lord, I've always been in your hands. If I don't wake back up, guess what? That's okay. Romans 1.21 says, Because that they knew, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts was darkened. All the way through the Scripture, God's people could be fooled. Pardon the word, but that's just the way it is. All the way through the Scripture. The Galatian churches that Paul thought so much of were so quickly deceived after he told them the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. That Jesus saved the same gospel we're preaching today. Oh, foolish Galatians. We could say that about our churches and our lives. Couldn't we? Oh, foolish Gentiles. Why do you depend on the world so much and not me? Who hath, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus hath been evidently set forth and crucified among you? Y'all see Jesus? If you're saved, you've seen Him. He's in you. A hundred and something times in the Bible it says, Christ in you.
Galatians 3, 2 says, This only would I learn of you, Paul said, brokenhearted. Paul was. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are ye now made perfect by the flesh? The reason was that there were false teachers simply perverting the Word of God. They had already run right where Paul had been. They're still doing the same thing. Don't be like the foolish prophets. Don't run to the world. Hey, there's a big thing going over here. Let's all run over there. How do you know? How do you know? Don't follow. Be careful if it's not the Word of God. That's how you know. There's no other way to know. How can I tell? How can I tell who is true and who is not? John 16, 13, and 14 tells us we got the Spirit of truth when we were saved. It's been revealed to each one of us that know Christ as our Lord and Savior. How many of y'all live Jesus when you get home? Very few of us. Very few of us. You got them babies that you love, and oh, I do too. I love them too. They ain't mine, but I do. Ask my wife. I get in trouble sometimes. People look at me like I'm a weirdo or something. Because I love children. I do. I really do. I've got 80 or 90 nieces and nephews. So, You want them saved? Live Christ before them. And God will take care of the rest. If that's His will. That's hard to swallow, but it's true. A whole lot of idols in our lives and in our churches. I've seen them in churches. And I'm afraid a lot of us are making idols of our children. What a scary thought. In the book of Psalms 106.36, it says, And they served their idols, which were a snare unto them. Have you really felt the Holy Spirit of God lately? Have you? I want to, don't you? You know why you don't? Too many idols in your life. It said, Yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto the devil. Today in our world, we sacrifice our kids to stardom and, and, and we hope they play on American Idol and, and the, 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 whatever all those things are. We want them to be great in the eyes of the world. 
not in the eyes of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 38 of Psalms 106, it says, And shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted. We were talking this morning, me and Brother Vic and, and uh, Brother Newell, about uh, how people will make gods of a tree. We sure make gods of sports, don't we? Verse 39, Thus were they defiled in their own works, and they went a-whoring, is what it says, whoring with their own inventions. They followed their own spirits. Oh, I believe God, I believe God, I believe God, but I don't need that, is what the world's saying. They're singing songs about God. Well, it sounds pretty, but they don't believe this. Roscoe Braun said that the doctrine of love is so full of slop anymore, and that was way long time ago. So just imagine how full of slop it is today. They lie to you. They tell you everything's alright. Everything's gonna be alright. You just, you just uh, believe in God and everything's alright. That's false. <coughs> Ezekiel, uh, told them there in Ezekiel 10, 13, because, he said, because, even because they have seduced my people saying, peace, 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 there is no peace. And one built up a wall, and lo, another one daubed it with untempered mortar. They teach nothing in most religious organizations of the Word of God. They didn't then, and they're not now. How do you think they're full of people every Sunday? At their convenience, by the way. Well, I'll serve God, but I'll go when you make a good time for me, or... Y'all ever heard of a bar church? It's real. Heard it, heard it this weekend. Yeah, we listen to the Word of God, and then we turn around and get ourselves drunk. Pretty much what the feller said. You don't, you don't see it because you see, there's nothing wrong with the way we live, but we need to apply the Word of God in our lives and shine the light that's been given us in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're all putting it under a basket in the darkest day this world has ever seen. They're convincing our children that they're not men, but women, and they're con- convincing our daughters that they're not Women that God has created to to produce children and have a husband. They're changing all that kind of stuff because of evil. Evil.
First Peter 1.13 says, Wherefore, wherefore gird up your loins of your minds and be sober. It's what this preacher's been stating here. That's not what he's saying right now, ain't been standing here in this pulpit preaching all of his life to build this church up for the day that we're about to see. Following your own spirits. Y'all remember what Romans 7 says, what Paul was saying. Y'all ought to, if you're born again and saved. Paul struggled with the flesh, and we all do, and we need this house, we need our churches that teach the true Word of God to fill us and clean us and, 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 and put us back where we need to be. We do have some responsibility. Ezekiel thirteen six said, And they, they have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, The Lord saith, and the Lord hath not sent them. We just seen it there at home. They had the biggest thing you ever saw. Hundreds of people flew from all over the world. I'm not afraid to say something about it because uh, I've done a little bit of research or seen some research. I'll say it that way. Proverbs 25, 28 says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down without walls. We need walls. Firmness. Boldness in the day we're living. Just as Ezekiel had in his day. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, 1 Timothy 4.1, that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The very elect of God will be deceived. Guess who says that? God, because we're so nonchalant about everything we do, oh well, it's okay, let them do what, well they're going to do what they want to do, that's for sure, but we better stand for the Lord God Almighty that's pure and holy in every respect, that created every trillion of cells that you have in your body. Created every molecule of water that's in the ocean. He tells us to see what's out there and see Him as His people. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Well, you're judging. No, I'm not. If I judge, I judge with the Word of God. And that's God judging through me. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit whether they are of God, because many false prophets, 1 John 4, 1, many false prophets are gone out of the world, out into the world. They're still here. 
Then the last point is having seen nothing. They're empty. Matthew 13, 15, our Savior said, This people, people's heart is waxed gross. They're full of themselves. They're full of the fat of the world is what that means. And their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes, they have closed lest any time they should... They should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their hearts and should be converted. And who does the healing, brother? I should heal them. John 3.19 says, Men love darkness rather than world than light. There's no good, the Bible says. None is good. But why do we keep trying to find it out of the world that there's good here? It's not. Our Savior said the world hateth me before it hateth you. There was a day in Ezekiel's day and God told Ezekiel in 13.23, Therefore ye shall see no more vanity nor divine divinations, for I will deliver my people out of your hand. And ye shall know, ye shall know that I am the Lord. We're followers of Christ. If you love Jesus right, you're going to love each other right. And you're going to stand and proclaim the truths of God's Word. Thank you. Good message. Let me tell you a little bit about that, brother. What was it? The last six months you've had two strokes? Is that right? You and a half had two strokes. And uh, he's pastored one of the hardest churches I know of in the state of Kentucky, Battle Baptist Church. They asked me to come down there one time, and I couldn't even find it. Hard to find, wasn't it? Okay, there are 21 years. Good man. All right, brother. You got another song? Let us all stand and sing hymn 62. Here, my God, 62. 